Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern Time, 5 to 7 Pacific Time. My name is Kevin. My name is Soft Glass. I'm Joan. And I'm Jack. We'll be right back after a quick song break. Jamie Woon, Sharpness, the Catronata remix with help from Bad Bad Not Good. 
How was your week, guys? It was alright. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. How uh yeah, how was your guys' week, Kev? I've been dying to hear about your week. Oh, you know my week, man. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Yo, what did Kev do? Drum roll everyone. I watched the greatest movie. Deadpool. Oh, you watched Deadpool? Yeah, I watched Deadpool. That's exciting. Tell us all about it, because you were the only one here that's seen it. Yeah, um, not the greatest movie. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. That, so not, it didn't live up to bad. it. <laughs> no, um, how could I... S- it was exactly what I was expecting it to be. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, the opening credits, probably the best opening credits I've seen. That's what I keep hearing. I'm dying yeah. to you hear... You have to... I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it it's not like a spoiler, but yeah. it would kind of ruin it for you. But okay. I think it set the tone for the entire movie. We should movie. go watch it and just walk out after the opening credits. <laughs> just buy tickets and watch it, and then as soon as I get a refund, please. Yeah. I just, I just yeah, want to see the credits. Well, that was great, guys. <laughs> I wonder what the time is for a refund. Like how how much time do you have before you can get your money back? I think I, you just got to be annoying. No, I tried. <laughs> I've tried before. I tried once. What movie? In high school, I watched. Uh, <laughs> And it was that Ashton Kutcher movie where oh, he God. like oh, went God. to Vegas and oh, like got God. married with yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah the you know what I'm talking about yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah Cameron Diaz Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz. Oh. exactly yeah. I went to go watch that with with Jill it was like our first date ever <laughs> oh, it was like Why high did school you choose that movie? Uh, we went we just went to the theaters and like nothing else was playing and I was like oh it's a, it's a romantic movie right this is what you do <laughs> and so uh, we went and like half an hour into it I turned to her I was like. Yo, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And, and like we st- we kind of we stayed for like fifteen more minutes after that, trying to like laugh at it, but it was just so bad that we just got up. And I was like, "Yo, you want to go?" And she was like, "Yeah, let's go." And so we went to the to the ticket stand. We were like, "Can we get refunds?" And she was like, "No." And we were like, "Okay." And we just walked out. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow! But but that was like the only time I've ever tried. And yeah, we got. I feel like if it's in maybe 10 minutes after it starts. That seems But even fair. then, I don't know if they would do it. I think it depends on the theater, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't realize. I thought this was like, I thought this was the room and it ended up being room. And <laughs> yeah. this shit is like way too real. I was not <laughs> expecting this. I thought this was the Hateful Six, not the yeah. Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new movie that, uh, that, that apparently came out and is so bad, it's good, is the Gods of Egypt movie. Oh, oh you know, I heard it, it looks bombed. awful. <sighs> it's gonna bomb. Oh, yeah. No, I heard it already bombed. Oh, it hasn't made any yeah. money. Have you guys seen like the special effects on that? Yeah, we From saw the, the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I saw it like while watching the game or something, but. We also noticed that it was just a, a ton of white guys. No, like, yeah. Like, it was yeah. like Gerard Butler with like brown makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's, I'm so glad that it's failing. I'm so glad. So you liked it, Kev? You liked Deadpool? Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was. You guys probably heard it, but it was made for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. It's for him. It's him. He helped write it. Like mm-hmm. he, he had a he had a huge hand in producing it. Fits perfectly. It's well written. Super. Witty and clever, and just go watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I, I want to watch it too. Do you think this? I would, don't know if that convinced Jack. But. That's what I was gonna say. Do you? Do you, <laughs> would you recommend it to somebody who's not into comic book movies? Yeah, I. I'm not saying you'll like it, but I, I give it a try, at least. Jack, you heard him. I'd be willing to watch like it's not like, in the theaters, like no, yeah, yeah. 
Well, well, we would never advertise, you know, pirating. No, I no. said on Netflix. <laughs> no, okay. Well, no. that's, that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long wait. But no, he could watch it whenever it hits on demand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. So, that's cool. That's dope, though, man. I'm glad. I, I feel like you get to, you watch movies every week in, in theaters. No, um, did I mention it before? So, where I live, there's like this little movie theater and they have yeah. like $6 showing oh, on incredible. Tuesdays. Yeah, you have mentioned it before. If it's not Tuesday, I don't watch movies. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's movies like that I get to watch in those small theaters. Oh, man. That's so dope. Well, that's dope, man. Um, How was your week, man? We're definitely watching it. No, we're going to yeah, watch that's, it. Yeah, that's great. My week was good. It was just busy. I'm working on a little something-something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it was good. Hopefully, it'll be done within like the next... Uh, month or so and then i'll get to share it but in short i'm just working on like i've always wanted to do like performance pieces uh that incorporate the audio and the visual and in i guess like different ways than we're used to so like instead of a music video or instead of like a a, a live performance video i want to do something interactive and that's so like move me yeah so move me oh yeah well move me was like the the Start. like the simplest possible form right but it shows the <clears throat> general direction yeah in a sense yeah move me was kind of like the I, I had always wanted to do something and i just that was like you want to explain it briefly too for those who don't know yeah so move me was a track uh i released with jacoy johnny yukon and dylan shout out Jacoy, Johnny, Yukon, and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three, four. Uh, one, two, three, four. Plug. Really on the plug. Really on the plug. Uh, we released a song last year, and with the song, I released, uh, I guess it was just like a, a splash page where it's just a picture of me and using, if you're on, on, a de- you know, on your laptop or whatever, using the mouse, you can move me. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> so, uh, like left and right, you can move my head and whatnot. If you're on your phone, you just tilt your phone, and you know I, I dance accordingly. And Juwan actually designed the uh, splash page, okay. and my friend Carlos, shout out Carlos, who lives out in San Francisco, uh, built the site and de- developed it and whatnot. So that was just kind of like a little. It was literally it took a weekend, so it was just a quick little project to just jumpstart this this thing that I've always wanted to do. And so now this next project is definitely bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more involved, but it's the same concept. It's just being able to use your phone or your computer to interact with me while I While you interact music. with the music. Right. Yeah. So, And I'm sure maybe we can put like a description of the link move me yeah uh, yeah yeah we'll link move me, so. link in the description yeah um so yeah hopefully i, I know it sounds kind of rant, like weird because it's hard to explain but hopefully within the next month or so we'll be able to release it so yeah i've just been working last episode i said we were planning it which was a, a headache this week we actually shot it which was a lot of fun so yeah i can't wait to see that come to fruition because mm-hmm. I'm just hearing about it, I gotta. Yeah, it should be it should be cool, or it won't be, and it'll just <laughs> it can be, go either way. It'll just be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and it's wasted two months of my life, but it's cool. But uh, what's up with you, Juan? What have you been up to? 
All right, well, I mean, you guys know me, right? Super social, go out every weekend, kind of <laughs> party, party animal. animal. <laughs> party animal. <laughs> uh, no, I um, I just stayed in and watched a ton of movies. Actually, wrote them down. You did, yeah. Mm, you I did watched. Watch a bunch. I got around to watching dope, all Netflix movies, by the way. So if anybody wants to watch these films, very accessible. Dope, which Jack, I think you saw last week, right? No, no, I saw it a while ago. Oh, okay. Um, so I watched Dope, I watched the Foxcatcher documentary, and I watched Adventureland. Three random movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they were all on my list. I thought I'd do some cleanup and just kind of nice. get through them. How's the design job been going? It's going really well. Uh, we've got a really big week. There's there's not a lot of us, so it's very work-heavy, but mm. again, I every day, doesn't, it just feels like... It doesn't feel like work. It has yet to feel like work. That's so, great. So it's the dream. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I also I've been listening to the Helps album. Yeah, yeah, really enjoying that. Yeah. Shout out Noah. Yep. And uh, Devin and Eddie. And Devin and Eddie. Yeah. Noah. Twin Sinner. Yep. Yep. And uh, Junior Boy's new album, uh, Big Black Coat. I've been listening to that. Two very different albums. It's a it's a it's a popular album. Kind of like a like a minimalist disco album yeah I'm, i haven't gotten all the way through that one i don't think but i've been listening to that help album a lot and i'm sure we'll play some music from them today yeah, yeah. it's um, dope juan will like go shower and i'll just like the door will close and i'll just hear all right dope but i love i love like the aesthetic of it and i'm sure we'll talk more about it but yeah, yeah. how about you jack i went to like a few different events after work this week i saw this photographer Chris Schoonover talk at the hmm. Apple store he he does a lot of like fashion editorial stuff but I've been following him on Instagram for a while and he was really cool to talk to and stuff and it was funny too because this session was called shooting iPhone portraits oh, so cool. but there's a mix of people who came to see him and then people who came to the Apple store who were just like kind of beginners so like I get there a few minutes in and someone says, what's Instagram? Oh. <laughs> so no when I was talking to him after, he's like, man, when I heard that, I was like, I had to rethink my whole presentation. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was cool to see his process. And he was a really humble guy. And it was cool. His work's really good. And then wednesday i went to this aiga event which is like a design society and they had this event at parsons and the event itself was okay but the auditorium it was in was really cool like super crazy architecture Mm. Uh, so that was fun and then my mom's cousin her husband is in a band and they had a show at their place on during the week so went and saw that which was fun and hung around Brooklyn a little bit because that's where they are and, what yeah. part of Brooklyn? around like the Barclay Center oh cool oh nice yeah. cool mm-hmm. speaking of I think our dad's playing a show there yeah like uh, in that area plug March 12th plug. Yeah. yeah so if you guys want to come I mean it'll be it might be like in probably the same place because it's like where was it? was it like no no it was in their home Oh, it was in their home. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, dope. Maybe my dad will play in their home. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, Let's go to a song break. Yeah, yeah, really quick. I'd be kicking myself in the head if I didn't plug this. New episode of Girls tonight. Really looking forward <laughs> yeah. to it. Wait, who's in Girls? 
Adam Driver. Adam Driver, yeah, buddy. He's wait. also in Star Wars. If you haven't checked out Star Wars, go check out Star Wars. <laughs> it's a, this little indie film that could really need use your help. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, cool. So, girls tonight. Girls tonight. Song break wow. now. Tonight from when we're recording, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, See, the so. idea is to kind of start my own. I'm just using this show to start, like, spin off on my own <laughs> uh, girls recap show. <laughs> and there, you know, we can have the girls conversation. Okay, so, great. so we're listening on Wednesday. Check out a new episode of Girls every Sunday night. Yeah. Basically. Absolutely. Plug. Plug. Cool. So we'll be right back with a quick song break on group chat. Here's the thing about women. They always keep you guessing. The temple is a blessing. It's true. Here's the thing about women. What's up? They always take advantage. But I love to see you have it. It's true. So take some time off work You deserve it, keep on that t-shirt You look perfect, teach me, I can learn We can work it out, work it out I need a lady with a brain, got a little bit of weight on her shoulders Got beauty, got brain, it's a beautiful thing, don't hold it back Soft milk, I wanna feel I'm in the mood. Lights on the hills and all the things you do. Keeps on moving, 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 moving me. Keeps on moving, 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 moving me. You keep on moving, 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 moving me. Just keep on moving. Bring out the best of me, baby. Come get- 
get the rest of me, baby. Got the, you got the recipe, baby. Soon as your body can miss me, baby. I put some pressure on it, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with us, baby. Let's get it, let's get it, the time is passing. We can make love and talk about it after. Share a side of you, nobody's ever gonna see. Blessing on me, no, you got it. I see you, I have muscle popping, oh, oh. That was your boy, Soft Class, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with, uh, with Move Me, <laughs> featuring Jacoy, Johnny Yukon, and Dylan. Shout out with to With a capital A. Again. Yes. Another shout, shout out. out. Yeah. So guys, Saturday night, Warriors and Thunder played probably one of the best regular season games of this year. So yeah, I've... Of a in a yeah. while, like some that people was, are saying of all time. Yeah, uh, I don't I know mean, about that, but it was pretty great. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. It felt like it felt like a playoff game because there are there are stakes, you know. Mm-hmm. Because the Thunder, I mean, the Warriors are trying. They they've been very open about trying to break the Bulls' record. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a, and a loss on Saturday would have meant that, especially. It, close loss you know right yeah right and i think that would have moved them back they would no longer as of right now they're on track i think that would have set them back a while well they had just lost pretty recently yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, like two games, or like three yeah. games or... so i mean it would have been it would have been tough but i yeah but because they won they won by three and we'll talk about it exactly in overtime in overtime yeah um, because they won now all of a sudden that type of win i feel like is going to propel them to even be better right and even go on a crazier run because it really was a crazy game. Did you and you guys watched it, right? Everybody, everybody here watched it. I yeah. watched like the last. I watched the overtime and like the last three or four minutes of the fourth quarter. All right, so basically everything that Jawan missed, I watched. Yeah, you watched. Yeah. I'm kind of the same boat. You like the 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 end. Yeah, because I was keeping track of it throughout, but they were kind of getting slaughtered at first, and then. Yeah. They caught up a little bit, but then they were falling behind. So I had checked like five minutes left in the fourth. They were down like nine or 11. and But then I was still keeping an eye on it because you never know with them. Right. And then I started watching and it just turned into something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. See, it was, it was past my bedtime. <laughs> I'd watched yeah. most of it. I was doing the dishes. Right. And then I heard Joao and Jillian were watching the game in the room, so I went in there and I watched most of the second half until maybe yeah. about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And not because I thought they would lose. Right. I'm a Heat fan. You know, this is this is a great narrative and I'm loving what the Warriors are doing, but I was just these games are so late. I knew it was just gonna be really tight all the way through, so I went to sleep and I saw the highlights this morning. Yeah. I was watching I watched most of it. I was watching I started watching like second quarter and I mean that's the thing because I was watching most of it like you can kind of sense because you know bottom line is these are these are people playing this game and people you could you could tell people have 
you know, sometimes you can just kind of tell by body language. You can tell by how much effort they're putting out. It's not just like stats, you know, on a sheet. It's like right. people playing the game. So yeah. you could you could just feel that the Warriors were just off. They were missing easy shots. They were getting out hustled. They were just getting out rebounded by like I think they ended up getting out rebounded by like twice their rebounds. It was like yeah. twenty mm-hmm. something to like fifty something. So. You could just tell it was one of those games where the Thunder just had more energy. And then there was uh, the report that apparently during halftime, Draymond Green was uh, yelling like, oh, if, you know, I'm not a robot. You know, if you don't want me to shoot more shots, I won't shoot at all for the rest (laughs) of the game. So, like, apparently they had a huge argument and people were, like, trying to calm him down. And he was like, according to, you know, the, the broadcast... They were saying that Draymond Green was like daring people. He was like, "Oh, I dare you to come sit me down!" Like really loud, where people outside the locker room could hear. Yeah. So it was just one of those games where you could tell they were frustrated. They're just getting physically dominated. Yeah, Curry hurt his ankle. Yeah, Curry got his uh, ankle rolled on. And the the pressure on them is every game, no matter who they're playing, it's a is, spectacle. Is huge and mm-hmm. for them to be playing the thunder it's even bigger because think of it i mean they're getting everybody's best shots yeah every single night they're getting every every single person has them circled you know on the schedule saying all right this is a this is a signature game we got to win yeah mm-hmm. um and they bring the best out of every team the heat played a great game against them before a few days ago a few days ago or yeah. last week before yeah. uh kind of sabotaging themselves in the end but and curry being curry but yeah this was i mean I mean, you guys saw it. Yeah. <laughs> what like what happened with four minutes left? Man, where to even begin? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna start. I popped it on when they were down by like four, and Draymond Green was like shooting free throws or something, mm-hmm. and he missed the first one. <laughs> yeah. But then he made the second one, and a stat came up saying that they were like on a 7-0 run or something. In the last two minutes, and Curry had five of the last points. Yeah, oh, right, right. When I read that, I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna keep watching this game. Stick it's around. about to get good. And I was not disappointed. Yeah, those those five points you missed, by the way, it was like a crazy uh, fall away, like falling down three in oh. somebody's face. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. And also in those last few minutes, Curry was just. You know, he would go up for it. You wouldn't even think he was about to shoot, and then he'd just heave it up Yeah. swish. You yeah. know, like... I don't think he took a shot from less than, like, 32, 33 feet. Yeah. That whole last... The, the final four minutes of regulation, he was just, like, unconscious. Like you could, <laughs> it was one of those things where he was... If he got the screen... And he got like an inch. Yeah. yeah. He was heaving it. He That's didn't it. even have to have like full control of the ball. No. Just, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think he had like, he didn't have a single, I think he had one clean look and Clay Thompson like screwed the pass up a little bit and he had to like reach out <laughs> no, for yeah, it. No, yeah, yeah. And he still had to like He just heaved it up. And, and yeah. Was, also, Clay hit some big shots too. Yeah. Um, Good. He was, he was the weakest link all game. Yeah. He was like, he was like, one for eight behind the arc. From when I tuned in, he was. He kind of saved the, the game too. He yeah. he got that steal right yeah. with like no, ten seconds left or something. That's great to hear. That when I stopped watching, he was doing more harm than help. Yeah, he was having a rough game. Yeah. at that point, but it was and that I, kind of game, right? They mm-hmm. were all just kind of off, and it was very weird mm-hmm. to watch. Also, on the other side, 
Durant was hitting some huge shots. Like he had this insane three yep. in the last minute, and it was looking kind of bleak. And then the Warriors play hit a quick layup with like what was it, eleven seconds left. Yeah, it and was they were beautiful down. play by Steve Kerr, by the way. Yeah, like beautifully drawn. It was play. too easy. Yeah, and so he scored. They're down two, and the Thunder have to inbound it. And they double team Durant in the corner, who they inbounded to, and he throws this wild pass, and it gets tipped. It almost goes out of bounds. Draymond like saves it. Yeah, he saves it somehow. Passes it to Clay, I believe, yep. who passed it to Iguodala, mm-hmm. who gets fouled by Durant. Which is like, why would you foul him? Just give Durant, him a shot. Like, had him in the game and lost the game yeah. for them in a way. And yeah. argue. And then Iguodala had to hit two free throws. That was huge. With a 61% free throw shooting. Yeah. With 0.7 seconds left. If he had missed one, they would have lost. Game over. Yeah. And I loved his face like yeah. while he was shooting <laughs> yeah, like, the whole time. He was like, mm, whatever. That's a veteran. And I think like Van Gundy on air said, like, oh, I'd rather have, or somebody said, like, I'd rather have a poor free throw shooter who doesn't care if oh, he misses yeah. than a good free throw shooter. And somebody yeah. else was like, no, uh, right. I'd rather have a good free throw <laughs> what? shooter. <laughs> what are you talking about? But yeah, when he hit those two, the Warriors, like they just, the last two years, they just look like they have like destiny on their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never seen a team get catch more breaks and make more just like, you know, when you're watching a game and you're thinking to yourself like, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if that happened? <laughs> Like, the Warriors make that happen yeah. all the time. Like, every game. But and Because that's coupled with talent. And yeah, anytime there's, like, even an opportunity, they yeah. seize it. They yeah. seize mm-hmm. every opportunity. It's incredible. It yeah. almost becomes, like, something we expect right. all the time. Because, like, I told you when I popped the game on and I thought it was only down by four, I'm like, oh, I'm watching this. There's yeah. no way the Warriors are losing this game. Yeah. And so, they, so they did seize that and it went into overtime. Yep. And then... It's kind of back and forth. Like the momentum kept switching. Durant fouled out. Yep. But Westbrook kept making amazing plays. Mm-hmm. And but they just couldn't finish it off. And then Curry kept Curry, them in it. Yeah, Curry. All overtime, it looked like the Thunder were in control. And then Curry would just come down and hit this crazy three to just yeah. keep it like yeah. a one point game or yeah. a two point game. And then. Uh, so what was like the the final sequence of the game? Yeah, the final play, it's tied up, and Curry comes down. Well, no, the the Thunder have the ball first with a chance to win it. Right, right, right. And they come down, and uh, I think Westbrook misses a bank shot or something. Yeah, no, he took like a fadeaway. Like he What's drove in, shot? took a fadeaway, tried to bank it in, went off the rim. Instead of calling timeout. They just drive. Curry has the ball pretty casually. Yeah, and then he just. Pulls up from like way beyond the three point line no, like, they called and it makes it 38, 38 foot. Footer. Yeah. It was nuts. Which is like five feet from half court, if you yeah. guys don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see, uh, someone posted a picture, you couldn't see the three point line <laughs> from like a certain angle. Like you could see all, I think maybe like you could see nine players, you see Curry shooting, and he was so far behind the three point line that you couldn't see it like yeah. on the broadcast. And he had like three or four seconds to run closer to the three point. No, line. yeah, that yeah, was like or even get a layup. Yeah. All he needed was two points. But that but is not the Curry way, no, as it's you not. know. 
Steph yeah. Curry, not and Seth. No matter yeah. how many, different, uh, no matter how many times, it just never ceases to amaze me. Yeah, it's just it's on, so fun. on another planet. So he hits it, and immediately, of course, I have Twitter like simultaneously <laughs> streaming. So Twitter just explodes, and I'm yep. seeing like, oh my god, greatest of all time. <laughs> Michael who? Like all these like <laughs> memes and, uh, you know, because uh, Oscar Robertson had something to say about Curry recent, recently and I saw the meme of, you know, it's Iverson stepping over uh, <laughs> and, and it's like Curry's face photoshopped and then Oscar Robertson on the floor being stepped over. So, And then Steve Kerr said something really funny. He was like, somebody asked him, like, how do you guard Steph Curry? And he was like, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to ask the old time guys. <laughs> Like and it was just a dig because clearly people have been people try people people try to demean what they're doing yeah. what he's done and what can you say man like yeah I don't that's crazy I don't agree with any of that that's true I mean anytime somebody shakes the league up like that you always have the the, the naysayers and then the people who often over exaggerate like overreact overreact yeah. so I'm just enjoying. I'm, I just love watching how this thing's playing out because I'm I'm in the middle where it's too soon to make any crazy statements. But if the the same people who say you know numbers don't lie, stats don't lie, and always bring up the classics, well he's shattering those too. So yeah, I was I was I was gonna say something about that. Let me bring yeah. in the, the inner Skip Bayless. Inner yeah. Skip Bayless. I I don't hate it, but I don't like when people try to compare. The re, like the new players to the old timers, yeah, and saying like, oh, if he would have played back then, he wouldn't. They're all would'ves, right? Like yeah. exactly. Like you only on. make those statements when they can never happen. Have respect for the guy and what he's doing right now, and we can see it doesn't matter who's guarding Curry. You could be fast, tall, seven footer. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. gonna shoot over you and make it in. With that being said, Curry is definitely the best shooter to ever play in the NBA. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Do you guys like... Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Ever. Agreed. Like, there is... I... Who do you bring up? Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller. Ray Allen. Larry Reggie Bird. Miller, right? Those are the yeah. two that come to mind. Curry has shattered any record, any. either of those two. And if Not he only... hasn't, give him five years. <laughs> oh, no. No, sure. less. <laughs> yeah. At this rate. So you remember a few years ago when Ray Allen broke Reggie Miller's record while Reggie Miller was broadcasting mm-hmm. and he like gave him props and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seemed like a big deal. Curry <laughs> has broken that record like three times since. Yeah. He broke it once, then he broke it again, and then he's about to break he just broke it last or on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So and then there was a stat talking about how uh, Ray Allen the amount of ten three point games he ever had was like one. <laughs> or something like that but you know like it's different because I, I almost see Ray Allen as like a specialist like a three-point shooter that's who he was but Curry's a lot more than that <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's kind of like hard to compare them in a way that's yeah. why it's almost not it sounds wrong but it's almost a disrespect to Curry when they say like oh you're not as good there or not as good as Allen or Reggie He's shown and has consistently proven that he can do that and even be better and continue to. He's at his prime right now. How old is Curry? Like twenty eight or something. Yeah, yeah. 
This dude has his whole career ahead of him. And... We'll fact check that. I think he's younger than 28. I think he's way younger. Yeah. But either way. Like, yeah. Who can say that he's not the best? And I think I'm it is super early to like say that he'll be one of the greatest. But I think he is already on that path to being like top five NBA players of all time, at least. Yeah. No, I mean, if you think about the the thing I love about the NBA is how there's such a short list. Like in the NFL, if you look up, you know, NFL records, there's still like a couple instances where you see like, oh, uh, this this guy has the most uh, consecutive completions in a game. And it's mm-hmm. like some no name who had a really good game one time, you know. But in the NBA, the record book is filled with greats. With greats, like mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Record book is just all people that you immediately know who they are. Right. And Curry is on top of all, a bunch of those lists. And quick fact check, he has 27. 27. 27. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's nuts. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I know it's so easy either to dismiss what he's doing or to overreact and immediately put him on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA. But you can't. You have to be realistic. You can't... Can't deny it. You can't deny it. And even last night, like I was saying, all the reactions on Twitter, there were a bunch of old, like, quote-unquote old heads who were like, youngins, this is what it felt like to watch Jordan. Now you understand. <laughs> and that's huge because it's that's always been the, the number one, you know, a group of people who are like, oh, Jordan, don't... He's untouchable. So if even mm-hmm. those people are saying, yeah, this is what it felt like in my day to watch Jordan like it's happening again and those people would never say that about LeBron yeah Yeah. wouldn't even say it about Kobe who is probably the closest as far as style and achievements to Jordan that we've Mm -hmm. gotten it's crazy I mean it's like you said it's undeniable so this is an interesting development because I actually agree I, I do think he's the best shooter of all time already easily yeah yeah as far as player goes, the the knock on that is that, which is the same knock as ever, that you know, people who are privileged enough to have been born twenty years ago can say, "Well, the game was different back then," mm-hmm. and that's the knock. And and no matter what, you can just that's that category where, regardless of all of the like the logistics and numbers and stats and all that stuff, they can just kind of group you in that category and then they can just be like well the time was different it's different you don't understand they revolutionized the game well the game's been revolutionized since we've got these enormous uh monsters of human beings like lebron who i think revolutionized the game with the speed and how he can play all five positions better than anyone else could Mm -hmm. consistently um and now we have steph curry who is an everyday sized human being and is shattering all of those great stats, those people who have revolutionized the game, he has revolutionized it again, or he's finding ways to innovate. He's not even a freak of a specimen. He's doing it with a freak skill set. The fundamentals of basketball that have been around since forever until the, you can say that the difference here is that we have a three-point line. Um, Jordan had that too. And all of these other people, a lot of them had that too. So it's just really interesting to me to see how this is playing out and mm-hmm. how he's doing it as opposed to the fact that he's doing it. And so. let's talk about some of the records real quick that he broke. Yeah, because while, you know, he was hitting game winners, 
he was breaking records with all the like every shot he took it seemed like he was breaking a record yeah so okay run us through some of those those records real quick yeah so curry broke two or three records himself first was the 12 three-pointers in one game and she tied two other people one of them being kobe he passed his own record of 286 three-pointers in a season and we still have like this early on that's crazy 25 plus games left and the warriors already clinched warriors clinched in february which is unheard of (laughs) they're also the first team or the best record team after 58 games in the regular season and then steph also beat corver's record for most consecutive games with the three with three pointer at 127 yes yeah, so. a record that has no end in sight <laughs> yeah not at all but and, yeah and joan you were talking about how all this stuff with the warriors it's overshadowing the the rest of the west in yeah. terms of like the spurs only have nine losses right now and the thunder are playing amazing they played great yesterday i think yeah kd had a great game russell is killing it this year it's going to be a great playoff stretch. I yeah. think <laughs> this whole West playoff, be fun, yeah. uh, it's going to be incredible. And I think we got a sneak peek of it on Saturday night. And they're playing again on Thursday. Yep. So what are your guys' predictions for that one really quick? How do you think that one's going to play out? And I, I believe they're playing at the Warriors' home. So yeah, it's going to be are. a change of... This one was in OKC. Yeah. But I think I think Westbrook is going to come with like... That heat. Yeah, I don't he know. He always plays with that, that rage. <laughs> fire in his eyes. So, I still think Warriors would take it, but we might see some good performances from, I think, West. Another especially. tight one? Yeah. Okay. It's tough. Like, how do you feel if you're the Warriors? You feel like you played an incredible game mm-hmm. and you still lose. It's almost like you give them your best shot and you still lose. How does that affect you? And I mean, you mean I guess that... You mean thunder. The thunder. thunder. Or the Thunder, yeah. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as, as the Thunder, how do you feel when you... You know. Well, I'm sure they'll be motivated, for especially at their nice home. Game. He's gonna, they're, they're gonna want to embarrass them. Yeah, but that but, goes both ways. Uh, Golden State played not a great game until the, the the end of the. True. They were they were very much underachieving until that end point, and they kind of they got it done. That's what championship teams do. So maybe they yeah. come out. Uh, Green's firing. Thompson's making his threes. Could be yeah. a very different game. But I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. So Can't let's, wait. let's get into a song break. We'll be right back. Group chat.
Back to group chat, everyone. That was Jaru Vandal with Rihanna's work remix. Um, so, Kev, what else is going on in the world of sports? Sports. 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 That time. Baseball time. Baseball time. It's that time of the year, guys. I don't know. You don't like it's it much. No, it's not that I don't like baseball. I just remember going to a Marlins game when I was like, I was like 10 or something. And then... <laughs> I came home and I was like, oh, that was fun. Let me play with this baseball I just got. And I pitched it and then my neighbor batted it right into my face and like <laughs> broke my my entire mouth. And then I was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't like this. I don't like, I don't like <laughs> baseball anymore. This is great, though, because this segment keeps us informed. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try to do that throughout <laughs> the year. But start off with a light story. The Texas Rangers double-A team. The Frisco Rough Riders are remodeling their stadium and they're putting a lazy river in right field. That's amazing. It looks so cool. It looks so awesome. <laughs> I um, might we might go to a baseball game now. Yeah. Isn't it <laughs> the lazy in the minor league? Involved, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, it's somewhere in Texas. Cool. But yeah, it's a double A team. And so, you know, tickets won't be that expensive. Minor right? league games are fun. And yeah, they're pretty fun. Last week we talked about Matt Harvey's 150,000 150, Maserati, Maserati. Yep. that wow. he put up to in spring training. His teammate, Joanna Cespedes, just <laughs> <laughs> went insane this week with the entire car show. Let's start off with what he brought in on Sunday and Monday. A Ford F-250 worth about $100,000. Oh. Tricked out. You know, it's one of those big pickup trucks. 
nothing easy. Everyone's going crazy, like, wow, such a big truck. It looks yeah. awesome, this and that. Nothing. Tuesday, <laughs> he comes in on a Polaris slingshot. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like one of those three-wheel... I didn't until you showed us the, the photos. It looks like... Okay, so to our listeners, it looks like... It looks like Batman's... Yeah. Like, Bat- yeah. You remember, like, uh, during the Dark Knight where his car explodes and then the little the bike... The bike comes, comes out of the car. That's what that looks like. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is worth about $70,000. Plus all the stuff he puts on it. Thursday... He comes in an Alfa Romeo 8C. I don't really know this car much, but those car enthusiasts probably know it because it's worth almost 300000 Oh, man. Italian car, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that. Friday, he comes in in a super tricked out Jeep Wrangler. It's worth 80000 plus all the stuff he puts in it. He has custom seats. <laughs> Paint job, everything. He's just getting warmed up still. (laughs) Wednesday, (laughs) he comes in in a Lamborghini Aventador LP700. I don't even know what that means, but this looks like a Batmobile too. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like 300 something, right? Yeah. Also, oh, and on top of that, he tricks it out. Custom paint job, rims. So add another 100,000 on. Easy. And that was just... Oh, wait. It's 367000 So he brought in like a million dollars worth of cars in one week. In about a week. Yeah. That is after, you know, he just got a new contract for $70 million for three years. So I guess he was just... Celebrating. <laughs> three years? Three years, yeah. See, but that... See, I get that. The story from last week didn't make any sense because like the guy because this guy only gets like a million or two. yeah he like blew his entire check on that one car but At still I, Cespedes is financially responsible That's stable yeah he's maybe stable, stable is a better stable, word yeah. I don't know about responsible <laughs> was that that was the last car he brought in right yeah that see Joao knows this I'm I'm really cheap with I'm really uh, I'm not cheap I'm, I'm very stingy with how I use my money I like to think I use the word responsible would you agree with that? Yeah, like almost too responsible. I feel like even if I made $7 million over the course of three years, seven or 70? Seven. Seven. 70. 70, yeah. 70. $70 million, I still wouldn't <laughs> blow. He blew like a million in a week. On those cars. On well, those cars. Probably more. I mean, probably, probably more. They're, they're over time, probably. Um, I'm sure, yeah. but... Hopefully. No, I know what you mean. That's crazy money. Like, yeah. sports money is insane. But again, remember, that's $70 million for three years. And he's been playing for a while. So he... This isn't like... like this is after yeah. contracts. But, like, he's already yeah. had contracts before yeah. this. Yeah, he probably didn't even touch the 70 <laughs> mil. <laughs> he hasn't even gotten into that he yet. He hasn't even deposited the check yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I but can't yeah. even be like, oh... He's so reckless. Like, I can't even say that because he's fine. And we he all earned, have our he earned things, it. man. Yeah, yeah, he earned it. We all have our things. And he's probably a really big car guy, maybe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Amazing. Oh, actually, I, I seen this little interview with him about the cars. It was like Thursday or Friday. And they were asking, he's a Cuban player. And yeah. the reporter <laughs> asked him, like, what was the first car you had in Cuba? And he's like, uh... I walked everywhere in Cuba. I didn't have yeah. a car, so that's a that's a thing. Uh, Joao and I are Cuban, and our dad loves cars, 
Yeah. yeah. Father's Cuban, too. Every Cuban That's... I know is, like, obsessed with cars. <laughs> obsessed with cars. <laughs> Good for him, man. But, yeah, it's, I guess you can tie that into not being able to get that where you're for from sure. and having... Absolutely. And that kind of leads to our next story, which is a story of um, baseball in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Which is where I'm from and kind of been surrounded and that is how you grow up with baseball and that's why it's probably my favorite sport i mean it is my favorite sport but because of that because yeah. i grew up in the yard and it's a story that came out in the new york times in the past in the last week that talks about the world of baseball in the yard and how much it means to the country and the people that grow up there and it, it just gets into how kids, super poor. I don't know. You guys. Yeah, we lived in Dominican Republic for six years. Yeah. Or I did. And so Juan you guys. was three, born there. Yeah, it was, Juan born, was there, born there. Three years. In so you guys kind of know at least or have heard. I've, we've visited since. Uh, when I was 12, I think. Yeah, we still have a bunch of family. Yeah. That yeah. There so like baseball is. Yeah. That's the way of everything life. to the country. Yeah. yeah, like it's a year-round thing. When it's yep. not winter baseball over there, it's baseball in the United States, and they try to catch every game they can. And the story just talks about how you know poor kids from around the country try to go to these leagues that get you know the eye of scouts and they pretty much sacrifice their lives. Just to try to make it to the major leagues and get at least a minor league contract. Yeah. And photos from the story show them like sleeping on these mm-hmm. mattresses in these like really bare, empty places, mm-hmm. just with like nothing around them, and they're just trying to make it to the majors. Yeah, basically like these kids from like 12 years old to yeah. all the way to like 18 or even 20, all living with no guardian, nothing, just dumb. In the slums, trying to make it to the yeah. league. Right, it's a way out. Yeah, it's a yeah, way it's out. It's a sign of hope. And the story also follows um, a player, Flores or Ramos, Ramos, from I think he was a uh, the Anaheim Angels or Red Sox. Oh, the Red Sox, yeah. And how he got like a minor league deal that gave him nine hundred thousand dollars and. With that money, he was able to move his family and get a house and a car. And this is what these kids are looking for. And two players who have come from DR, like Robinson Cano and A Rod, and those are examples of, you know, who these kids look up to, who made it out. And the article, if anyone wants to look it up, is called "The Republic of Baseball." Yeah, it's kind of like. In the U.S., we have football. Uh, in Europe, mm-hmm. they have soccer. You know, mm-hmm. um, and in a lot of these Caribbean countries, specifically DR, because Cuba also Cuba is also a huge yeah. Yeah. baseball uh, island. But DR specifically, baseball is life. Baseball is mm-hmm. a religion almost. Yeah, and then there were some recent rule changes too, right? Yeah, there's some rule changes coming to baseball in 2016 season. For the MLB? Yeah, MLB. Okay. So, I think we mentioned in our first episode 
when we were talking about like the best moments in sports that or most memorable moments in sports in 2015 and one of them was when Chase Sutley of the Dodgers slid into second base not really second base but sliding into second base and broke uh, a Mets short um, shortstop's leg while sliding which we during call during the playoffs too oh yeah this was during the playoffs true yeah, call about yeah. a super dirty slide yeah if you guys have seen it he slid way after he passed the base it was just basically trying to stop him from creating the double play yeah and there's a new rule that to have a takeout slide now you need to do these um it's called the bona fide slide which i don't even bona fide <laughs> the only they thing tried could, to come up with like a catchy yeah, phrase catchy. you know all i could think That's about is bona fide slide bona fide slide popeye's commercial the bona fide chicken that's all i could think about <laughs> but basically um the players need to touch the bag they need to be within the reach of the bag okay because if you watch baseball and stuff, players go like 10 feet out of the bag just so Flying they can try to... side kicks. Like yeah. Karate kicks. <laughs> throw their legs up and try their hardest just to stop you from throwing the ball to first. Now you can't do any of that. But this is all to the judgment of the umpire, of course. Oh. So this is for player safety, correct? Player safety, yeah. Would this make the game... And I ask you just because I'm thinking of like the NFL you know, uh, parallels... Oh, yeah. Would this make the game less entertaining? Not having these slides? No, I don't think no. so. It doesn't. So. It doesn't impact the entertainment no. factor at all. Because okay. a lot of the times, at, at least for me and like my opinion, when I see these slides or something like that, you're like cringing half the time. Like, mm. oh, oh, yeah. ooh, oh, yeah. that could have been uglier. Right. Or it was ugly. Or it was. His yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually two slides case. last year that broke players' legs. There was a player. Jun Ho Gong from which is a Korean player from the Pirates also got his leg broken in that way. Jeez. But his slide was not it wasn't dirty. But yeah. still. Which is still career jeopardizing, it, right? Mm-hmm. It's potentially Yeah, he's out career ending. It would have been considered a, a bona fide slide this year? That one probably would have. Because uh, it wasn't that dirty. It was just kind of like how he went about it, but <laughs> give him the bone. However, the the. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you could say his leg was bona fide. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the play can be reviewed through instant replay. Okay, good to know. So that's we we'll probably plus. see a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. the bona fide cam. <laughs> Let's take it to the bona fide cam. See it. Slide was indeed bona fide. What's the uh, what's the reception been like? Are people happy about this news? Do they think it's gonna change the game for the worse? How do you think? I haven't heard much from people, but when the news came out, I saw I was watching like the MLB network and the analysts and reporters and stuff. They they were for it, and it was something cool. that Good. was Good. gonna come sooner or later. Yeah, but um, to the instant replay also came the 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 neighborhood play which is what i don't know again if you guys watch baseball like that but when they're doing a double play sometimes they don't even tag second Mm -hmm. base yeah okay i've seen that to like throw it really fast at first now you really have to tag the base 
Okay. If the manager from the other team thinks you didn't, he can. He can challenge. challenge it. And, okay, that's cool. I mm-hmm. I always wondered watching those plays. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, do they not care? Like, it's almost like. <laughs> yeah, it almost seemed like just part of like a, I don't know. It, but that came because of players doing the dirty slides that they do the neighborhood play oh, to kind of get so out they of the way. Lead into okay. each other and but now since they removed that, yeah, since they removed the dirty slide, now you have to really touch them. And we've right. got the bone cam just to make <laughs> sure. Um, th- these sound like really tight rules. I feel like this mm-hmm. would just make the game a lot tighter. And This one's a little bit more controversial. But the past few years, um, they've been trying to like speed up the game. They're saying that these games are taking forever and... Make now, it more entertaining, basically, yeah. to kind of catch up to all the other sports yeah. that require physical. Because games, like, some baseball games be durability. taking close to four hours. Yeah. yeah, like Red Sox versus Yankee games, an average are like no, this is like real statistics. They go to like three hours forty it's like a, average. Wow, it's like a three-hour chess match, right? Yeah, like, but it's because of that, you know. Oh, Big Poppy's coming! I'm not gonna pitch this guy, and they switch and. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's like a rivalry that no one wants to lose, so they take their time. But basically, um, they're limiting the mound visits, like this when you're going to switch pitchers and whatever, to 30 seconds. So you have 30 seconds to go do what you got to do. That's great. I, has the, how has that not been yeah, that a I'm rule not, not since about. Yeah. the get-go? That's a good rule. It's like a shot clock. Yeah. And, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm used to seeing or used to... See Joe Torrey take like two and a half minutes <laughs> to people, get to the mound. I'd imagine they have like rituals where they like juggle the ball twice, and then it's like giving someone a free throw. But like, hey, take all the time you want. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why it's somewhat controversial. Because last year they tried to make batters stay in the batter's box. Yeah, but a lot of players have rituals. You know, they take the gloves, spit, yeah. and <laughs> hit yeah. their cleats and stuff like that. And yeah. you gotta let them finish. It's a seven-minute <laughs> thing, guys. But they're also shortening commercial breaks oh that's great this is great i might watch some of the bigger games next year i've been looking one of my things with baseball and i'm curious to see you guys are are you guys watch the game and watch the sport Mm -hmm. they're just too slow for me Mm -hmm. look at me i go to bed when like the game's going (laughs) in overtime and get the warriors and the thunder how am i gonna make it through a four hour yeah you might be pretty hard to please with baseball (laughs) yeah So much. Juan was watching the Warriors game last night or on Saturday. Oh God, this is so boring. <laughs> Taking oh. so long. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. But hey, let's uh, go. Curry speed, hit just speed it up. Curry hit three threes in a minute, but nah, it's too I slow. <laughs> he would have hit the fourth one. I would have. But these are these all sound like coming from someone outside of the sport. This sounds great. It sounds like the mm-hmm. game's gonna speed up. I feel like teams can now control the pace of their game, mm-hmm. and it just sounds like everything is gonna tighten up. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely cool with all these changes. But going, staying in baseball. One last thing. One last thing. A few, two episodes ago, I think I brought up the the pitcher Henry Mejia that got cut for steroid use, right? Yeah, multiple and times. And multiple times, and he got suspended, expelled, basically. Right. right. Yeah. 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 So I read the story that came out a little after that whole thing happened about steroids. And the whole article was basically saying that steroids is a real serious, it's like a drug. And that, believe it or not, it has almost the same effects as like cocaine and heroin. So it's addictive. And it's really addictive. And a lot of times, 
people just see it as like yeah you're cheating stop it now like quit and it's not that easy right and i don't know if there's any way around that but i think that in some way they should implement some sort of rule to help players get through it like as part of the suspension maybe you can get into a rehab program and work that out but so far all the rule is like oh you're suspended deal with it stop yeah right and if you get caught again you're done yeah basically and i think in that way the game could use some changes as well and life post game right uh we don't know if it really is a drug these players are taking it whether they're playing baseball or not Mm. right uh i think maybe steroid use needs to be taken a little more seriously Mm -hmm. as opposed to just kind of condemned and kind of condemned and just kind of shoot away you're suspended Mm -hmm. you're excelled uh, expelled expelled yeah goodbye and i think the league should take a little bit of responsibility for it right and another league that should take more responsibility and uh, player (laughs) health specifically obviously football uh really quick last week or we didn't report this last week but gerard mayo announced his retirement not long after Marshawn Lynch also retired. Not long, yeah. If you don't know the linebacker for the Patriots, a young fella, this early in his career. Um, can we get a? Can somebody check his age? He really just quick? turned um, thirty. Yeah. Just turned thirty. Man, uh, what do you guys think about this? I think. I think they're just spartaning up. I think they are understanding what the repercussions of you know repeated head injuries are. I mean, it's so serious. It's so serious. And that's, I mean, it, that gets lost. And I know there's there was the movie, the concussion movie with Will Smith. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit more effort put into the awareness of the issue. But it's just crazy how it took this long for people in the league to do something about it proactive, mm-hmm. you know, other than just like, you know, improving the helmet padding, which does, you know, mm-hmm. It does something, but obviously, like, with technology, it comes more safety. But if you see the violent hits that these dudes are taking and, like, how, like, their their brains literally move. Their brains literally jar when they hit each other. Mm-hmm. And when that happens repeatedly, there's bruising that happens in the brain. And there's really, really significant repercussions from that. Down the road. Down especially. the road? I mean... A lot of these guys can barely remember what they had. Like, five years after dudes retire, they start complaining that they lose short-term memory. Like, that they can't remember what they had for dinner the night before. And then, obviously, 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line, there are legitimate psychological effects. I mean, Junior Seau committed suicide because he was dealing with really really tough psychological effects from the repeated head injuries mm-hmm. and he i mean it's really graphic but he he consciously shot himself in the chest to save and preserve his brain for it to be studied wow. yeah like this is this was on purpose like he knew what was wrong with him and he wanted to he almost wanted to be a martyr for the cause yeah so that's so it's crazy the, the amount of pain that he must have suffered just yeah by. so i mean i think a lot of these guys are understanding that and are kind of just you know doing it long enough to make enough money where they can you know 
you know, support their families and propel whatever business that they want to get into mm-hmm. after the game. But they're they're cutting it short sooner and sooner. I feel which like. is great to see. Yeah, I mean it, it 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 it's just it's good to see something being done by the people that it's affecting. Yeah, because it's so easy for like people in suits to be like, we need to make the game safer, and then they go home to their families and they they feel no repercussions, you know. But it's good to see something happening from the people that it's actually about. Yeah. What do you yeah. guys think? No, I mean I think we've touched on it enough. Mm-hmm. You guys pretty much covered it. So let's go into song break and we'll be right back. Prognosis Hypnosis by Rodney Tenor from Brockhampton and produced by Joba. Shout out Brockhampton. As always. And it wasn't a super big week in music, but some things happened. Could be, depending if you're a fan or not. Of- <laughs> I mean, alright, so one of the bigger announcements, even though it's not totally said in like what exactly the details are but drake said that he signed to bbk 
yeah. which is Skepta's label, Boy Better Know. I saw that. And Skepta, for those who don't know, is an artist from London who has been growing more and more popular, especially last year he like took off. And he's been in the game for a long time, but he yeah. he just blew up last year. And yeah. Drake has been, they've been like friendly for a while now and done some stuff together. So this was an interesting development though, because yeah. Section Boys, who are another London group, they had a show and Drake came out of it with Skepta. Yeah. And then afterwards, Drake posted a pictures of that, of him like at the show and then saying, oh, I signed to BBK, the first Canadian signed to BBK. Yeah. So that if it's like true and really legit, that's crazy. Yeah. Also, super big for another photo surfaced of a BBK tattoo on Drake's. No, hey, that was oh, from a while ago. Yeah, that was from a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Drake's been very open about how close they are and all that. So it should be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, it was funny because I have. Uh, my friend Complexion is a DJ. He's a UK DJ. Mm-hmm. And he was DJing that event. Oh, wow. And he was like live tweeting. Like, he was <laughs> like, oh shit, Skepta's here. Oh shit, Drake's here too. <laughs> and, and he was like, yo, I'm sharing the stage with Drake right now. Holy shit, 2016 is lit. <laughs> so, the crowd was, went crazy yeah. when he came out. Like, there's a video of the performance and yeah, the energy was insane. Yeah. And Skepta also had a big week because he announced that. He's coming out with his own Air Maxes, oh, which wow. are, they're called the blacklisted Air Maxes. And Air Maxes are a big part of London style in terms of, especially like the, it's such a bland word, but demographic, you know, mm-hmm. that he represents. It's a big part of their style, Air Maxes, track suits, you know. Mm-hmm. So for him to be coming out with his own shoe is pretty crazy. Yeah. And... I'm sure he's just he hasn't even put out his album yet, so yeah. it should be I'm sure he'll do that this year. And I'm looking forward to that and that should be dope. Yeah. And another new thing, Kendrick is gonna be inducting NWA into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I th- with all of his accolades, I'm sure he's like geeking out about this yeah. a lot more than a lot of other stuff. So yeah that's awesome good for him good for kendrick in terms of another record rihanna passed michael jackson for the most number one songs of all time not she doesn't currently have the most but she passed him on the list wow she's currently at number three only the she has 14 the beatles have 20 they're number one and mariah carey has 18 mariah carey's number (laughs) two (laughs) what yeah that was not i mean i didn't know who but i was not expecting mariah carey's name and i got and i'm curious about like the time span in which she did this (laughs) wow that's crazy shout out mariah carey all right (laughs) what if like five of them are all i want for christmas is you remixes or like every year that she releases well yeah she has a single every year Every Christmas, true. She yeah, has exactly. A on the radio. <laughs> yep. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, wow, that's crazy. Also, staying on music, Kanye released a few tidbits this last week. Uh, one of them being that he's going to drop another album this summer. Yeah, he tweeted this. Right? Mm. 
Yeah. And that the album is tentatively called Turbo Graph X 16. <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> a video uh, game that he Retro game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, How do we... Is this happening? I don't know, I, man. I don't think I so. I saw some, like, headline... I didn't read the whole interview that one person who's been involved in the process said that some tracks from this album were just saved for the next Tony one. Williams. Yeah, Tony Williams. Said. Yeah. So, if that's the case, it's just... <laughs> I mean, even in general, for him to be putting out another one, it just Two it doesn't excite me, especially since we didn't even like this one. It right. scares me. Yeah. So the all day video dropped, or it leaked last week, and if you got a chance to see it, there was a song at the end of it that and I'm a big fan of. For those who don't know, it originally premiered in like a gallery or museum in Europe last year. Right? Yeah, last year. But now it leaked online. Yeah. Yeah. And it very much had that aesthetic that Wolves and Fade had that I'm convinced was like the second part of uh, Yeezus. Remember, it was it was reported way back in 2013 that there was going to be that Yeezus was like a two part album Mm -hmm. that was kind of in the in the works for a little bit or that he had like 18 songs and they cut them in half and one was going to be Yeezus and then the rest were going to be worked on later. So this the overreacting part of me is actually really worried about this because I feel like albums aren't going to be an event anymore for Kanye. If he just drops two in one year, one of them we've already talked about that. And, and then the other one, it just doesn't feel like an event anymore. I don't know. How do you guys feel yeah, about this? Yeah, and we we were talking about this in our when we discussed like his favorite our favorite albums and his discography and you know, each one so far had been pre-TLP had been such a moment in time and such a project that he really thought about and now it's just weird to see him putting out another one so fast and that's like where an the afterthought in- you know yeah that's where the innovation kind of came from it was every every three years you know he had he had spent three years working on an album or two years essentially and and then presented this body this tight cohesive body of work that it was just usually on another level of what we were listening to at the time so this worries me because now it's just like Okay, here are the throwaway tracks or the tracks that didn't make the cut from the last three years. And on one final music note, there's a rumor that Joan saw that Childish Gambino may be dropping an album soon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm not sure I believe it myself just because the document they posted could easily be photoshopped, but yeah. I would be glad to be proven wrong. Yeah. So it was the producer who uh, also mixed Kanye's album when it was tentatively called Waves, and that's what he wrote on his resume. Uh, Reportedly, you know, this is all very... uh, I don't know how I feel about this news, but it could have very easily been Photoshopped. But it's. I think the bottom line is that any bit of news... I saw it on Hot New Hip Hop, and you guys can go over there if you want the details of the story. We won't get that to it too into it because it's not confirmed or anything so this is all just kind of yeah. rumor mill speculation basically andrew dawson who that's been right working on who has mixed uh, every uh, he's done engineer and mixing work on every kanye album since late registration and because the internet and he mixed donald's last because album. the internet right yeah. and he's done a bunch of stuff um basically on his well, like his wikipedia his, or his resume or on his resume he included the next Childish Gambino, no. Or he just said the the album was in the mixing process. Yeah, so yeah. that's it for music this week. Not yeah. that much. 
Let's get into a song break and we'll be back with Book Club. Book Club. on the faces on the television.
the remix of Ojulegba by Wizkid featuring Drake and Skepta. Nice. Nice, Kev. That's what I do, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think it is time for our book club. So this week was my turn to assign the book club, and I went with Jiro, Dreams of Sushi. Uh, you can find this on Netflix, always. We always try to make it as easy as possible to find for our audience. And if you don't know, Book Club is a weekly segment that we have where we assign some piece of what we think is cultural relevant, uh, whether it's a movie or an album, anything. Even if it's not relevant like in current yeah. times, just something interesting to watch. Something we want to talk about and watch with the fans and just kind of have an open discussion about it. And we're going to go about it in a way where we assume you've watched it. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to go out of our way to spoil stuff, but it definitely helps to kind of unhinge and just freely talk about this content. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Well, before we say our opinions, talk, just like summarize it briefly for people who don't know. Absolutely. Uh, if you don't know, this is a documentary about sushi. Yeah. And a guy, <laughs> <laughs> and a guy who makes it. And a guy who makes it. 85 year old. What's his name? Jiro. Jiro. Uh, the title of the movie, You right? can't even remember it and you assigned it. Look, I'm going to be honest. I've seen this documentary like four times. I have. I didn't see it the week that we assigned it. I saw it the night before I actually went ahead and assigned it. So I actually want to want to hear about... Uh, why, why, why doesn't somebody else... I'll take the lead. I'll take the lead. I'll take the lead. <laughs> so I'm prepared for this. No, no, so I haven't... Uh, I hadn't seen it before... The uh, the assignment, but mm-hmm. our, I, I think I mentioned in our last episode, our roommate watches it all the time, and uh, he loves it, and Juwan watched it, and he was like, oh, dude, you got to watch this. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. And so, yeah, watched it, and I don't think it was what I expected, but I actually enjoyed it. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't like, I don't think I was blown away by it, but I did, I did enjoy it because it tied into something I've been thinking about a lot. I've been reading this book. You guys can see it here. I've been reading this book called Clash. And it's just about, you know, all these different cultures and all these different ideologies in the world and kind of making sense of everything and how everything fits together. So I thought it was interesting how the documentary was very clearly from an Eastern point of view in the sense that it was about hard work and sacrifice and Mm -hmm. basically it's you know it's not about you it's about your legacy and it's about kind of just working hard and and that's like the most important thing and and you could see how his relationship with his kids like it was he was very direct in saying like like he he has two kids and one of them still works with him and the other one uh two sons one of them still works with him the other one went and opened his own restaurant And he told the one that opened his own restaurant saying, like, good luck because you don't have a home to to come back back to to and cook in. And to American viewers, a sentiment like that might be very kind of shocking and just be like, oh, my God, that's your family. How could you? But and and I think and I the more I think about it, the more I think that that's part of the appeal of the movie, because it comes from such an Eastern ideological place that I think viewers watch it and see it as like so radical and this guy is so radical and so cutthroat with his you know how he operates but this is actually very very common and usual 
in Eastern culture.、Mm. Um, and so I just felt like the movie was less about sushi per se and more about just a reflection of this working culture that they are a part of.、Um, and then from that point of view, I thought it was interesting. I thought. The sushi looked amazing. I was hungry the whole time I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, I said make sure you、yeah. have eaten before watching. <laughs>、yes, I think I watched. I we ate Papa John's pizza last night.、So、we did. Like, that's we did. That was what I was eating <laughs> while watching, and it did not. Fulfill, Probably didn't help. No, but but it was good. I I enjoyed watching it. I always like <clears> to see kind of. I, I like to see masters at work. Yeah, I like to see people who have invested their whole lives into a craft, and I like to see how they operate. Because you can apply that to really any craft and any master at that craft.、Um, so yeah, so I liked it. So I'm really curious to see because I picked this. This is the first documentary we've ever done、mm-hmm. on group chat. Just Joy, you got into specifics, but just kind of an overall view. Did did it feel? It's pretty short. It's like an hour thirty minutes. Did it feel long for you guys? How did you guys feel about the structure of it? Do you think as a documentary, it was they did a good job of keeping the pace moving and. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find it. Nobody found it very tedious or anything. I found it really hard to watch. Yeah, so was, you don't like seafood, Jack, and you're allergic to it.、Kevin. I'm allergic to it. Okay, so I definitely、yeah. want to hear this. <laughs> I mean, that didn't really impact it for me. It just it was really hard for me to get interested in it. It I don't know. Like I don't have a ton to say on it. it just didn't re- grab me at all, and was. If we if we hadn't assigned it, I probably honestly would have stopped watching it after the first couple minutes. Okay. Just did nothing for me. Yeah. So none of the underlying themes. No. Sparked And, any. Yeah. No. Okay. What about you, Kev? Um, I don't think it was that bad. I don't. Kind of like that I watched it. Yeah. I could say I learned or took something out of it. Not that it's super strong or anything, but. In a similar way that、um, Soft Glass did, I, when it comes to like their ideals and where they come from and stuff, I was kind of interested in that.、Um, I am, I'm a fan of like the Food Network and watching all、oh, cooking stuff. So that in itself kind of had me interested when you brought it up. Although I don't eat sushi and I'm allergic to. Shellfish,、uh, shellfish,、um, specifically. Yeah. But everything looked pretty nice, and it was shot well. There's a lot of like slow motion and whatnot, but that's like a lot of food documentaries and food、yeah. shows have. But back to the ideals and the themes of the documentary, it was like interesting, just because like. Softglass mentioned it was borderline like radical to me. It's we don't not it's not Western at all. I was like disagreeing、Absolutely. with almost everything he was saying, but in a way, I still wanted to hear why or kind of like for、learn. the viewers out there that that idea of if you want to do something, you devote your whole life to it and you just keep practicing, practicing, practicing to the extreme. Eighty、mm-hmm. five years, this guy、um, borderline like insane. Yeah. Yeah. How、But、do you feel about that? That is not a modern school of thought at all. It's not at all. Like thinking about it right now, we're all creatives and soft glass. You make music, great. You're like that's your thing, right? Yeah. But you also do photography and like 
maybe even video or other things or draw. I don't know. The list could go on. That's something that I feel like Jito would not agree with. He'd probably be like, do music, listen to music all day, do this. And and that way, it's something that like none of us would probably agree with his ideal. However, it was still like fascinating to hear that this guy has been doing that for, I think, like 70, 75 years, he said, just perfecting. And still doesn't feel like he's perfected it. And yeah, he still says like, oh, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to make this better. That sort of mindset is like fascinating to me. Yeah, I think that's the best thing I took from it. Because I'm with you, Kev. I didn't really agree with, especially his relationship with his family and his children. That, I didn't really yeah, that was like, agree with how he went about those relationships. But it is really admirable that a master at something is still hungry to learn. You mm-hmm. know, he's still hungry for improvement. And no matter how many accolades, like he's like the oldest or you know he his restaurant won three michelin stars which is like the highest honor in the mm-hmm. chef there's and, only like seven of them too yeah and that world. was the craziest part and no just uh the, the restaurant itself there there aren't a lot of employees oh right they're and, really they run a really tight ship yeah mm-hmm. but even with all of that he's still unsatisfied and he will be forever unsatisfied right. until the day he dies yeah and um I don't know. I think that's pretty admirable. That's kind of the mindset that I, you know, whatever I want to do with my career, I think that's the mindset I, I want to have. Yeah. So I, I exaggerated when I said, I said I've watched it like four times. I've actually watched it three times and I signed it not because I loved it. I actually think this documentary has a few flaws, especially the second half of the documentary. Kind of, he, he leaves and he goes back to his hometown or something like that. It kind of lost mm-hmm. me a little bit. This is random. It was very random. <laughs> like, um, but I, I think care. I think it humanized him a little bit, right? To go right. back and see uh, the people he grew up with, went to school with. So I don't think the documentary is perfect by any means. But I thought that th- the last thing I I didn't think it was about sushi, which was I don't interesting. see that I, either. Yeah, yeah, kind of was. And that's one of the reasons I assigned it. It's just that the the mindset he had and the ideals that he had, while admirable, I disagree with a lot of them. And a lot of those ideals are we can relate to because I know our father and a lot of the not so millennials don't really run, don't really live their life the way that uh, our parents were raised to. And it's mm-hmm. that just grind it out, work hard um, and just... Especially keep, being immigrant yes, uh, children. Like we were we, we weren't born here. And yeah. our parents lived most of their lives in another country and in our case a communist country so it's like a completely different set of ideals and set of like way of thinking about what work is and why you should work and how you should work and all of that so that idea of you your name is defined by this one thing Mm -hmm. i very much disagree with that but i can't help but admire that that whatever you do perfect it and he kind of said learn to love it when you, when you work at something so hard and you become the best at it, you kind of had to learn to love it because he started doing sushi, uh, making sushi out of necessity. 
Mm-hmm. And then he fell in love with it as he went older. And I think that was one of the, the, the themes was you have to learn how to love it, which was so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the reason I signed it. I thought it was something uh, worth talking about watching and first documentary we've done so far. So I'm really glad that we all watched it. And I'm really fascinating your, your points of views. But, but yeah. Yeah, we're never watching a documentary again on. <laughs> I don't think there's any there's been any more like dead space than, than on this. No, one. it was it was a short documentary with a very like concise you know, concise point. Yeah, and I think it was it was a good change of pace. Yeah, and now next week we'll watch like a three hour multi dimensional <laughs> mind bender, hundred million dollar <laughs> produced like. But yeah, stick around for the end of the episode and we'll assign next week's book club. So we'll be right back after a quick song break. A group chat!
That was Junior Boys over it from their new album, Big Black Coat. We're back uh, really quickly. Something happened this week. Kev, what's going on? Yeah. If you've been alive or have a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> if you own a cell phone. You've probably heard about Daniel. Damn, Dan. Damn, Daniel. Damn. And if you haven't heard, here's a quick clip. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white van. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white vans. Dusty, man. Damn, Daniel. Wow, that cool. clip was great. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I watched it like <laughs> 10 times in a row. When yeah. I but yeah, pretty much took over like social media for about yeah. a week or so. We it's saw all over like, the place. remakes of it on like GTA. Yeah, and tons of memes and all tons that. Tons of memes and... I think it just... Know, it just like embodied the power of the internet mm-hmm. and how absolutely how much things can go viral and off like so we're we're about to get into how they went on Ellen yeah and when they were on it the guy who made it was basically saying he started doing it as like a Snapchat story mm-hmm. right yeah so basically I think the video is parts of like every Snapchat right. story yeah yeah and it became pretty popular and they started doing it like every day like. First, it was just a, a joke testing, fun, yeah. and then they were getting Snapchats back that people liked it, so they did it, and then they put out the compilation video, mm. and it just went nuts. Blew up. Yeah. But also with that, you know, they go on Ellen. They go on Ellen, right? I don't yeah. know if you guys saw it. Yeah, I saw but it. But Daniel, you know, the popular kid in the video, gets a lifetime of... Wait, wait, hold on. Let's rewind for a sec. First... She brings out a surfboard for Josh, oh. the kid who made it. <laughs> and he's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, it's just a surfboard and it says, damn, damn Daniel. Daniel, I was on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's super stoked. And yeah. then she's like, oh, and for Daniel, <laughs> a, lifetime a lifetime supply, supply. <laughs> of vans. Like, what? <laughs> so the kid gets one surfboard and then Daniel gets a lifetime supply van? The kid. For what, though? For what? I mean, it was good advertising for Vans. That's crazy. But, but what? I think the well, issue not, yeah, Kev but. and I took with it was that <laughs> Josh, just the kid who filmed it, just got a surfboard. He's the one that made the video funny. He came yeah. up with the concept. Yeah. yeah. It's his void that went viral. Yeah. Guys, curators never get their due. Okay? <laughs> That's just the way things are. I don't know. And then there's the whole argument about like, you know, how come there were no, like a lot of people were making money off of the whole on fleek thing, except the girl who came up with on fleek, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's just, I guess that's, that's one of the conversations that came out of it. It's like, you know, how, how much do you, who has ownership of these cultural phenomenons and how cultural phenomena, right. But then how come do we like, how come these kids are celebrated and get to go on Ellen and then like are given lifetime supplies of shoes but that's not the case with someone else who but even like even with this the lifetime supply is a great step but it's still there were so many brands using that 
damn Daniel Freeze who everyone didn't yeah. obviously didn't pay him anything and right. just taking advantage of it and mm-hmm. like you're saying it's a constant problem of ownership and right. What's well, the problem with any time you put something on the internet? Anytime, anything, like any piece of art or anything. That's actually why, and this is a separate conversation that I'm just going to skim over. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Vine. It's just a ton of people biting off other people's comedic chops. A lot, yeah. some of the really good ones are really clever, but what happens people the week after? Yeah. Like, how many Why You Always Lion <laughs> like <laughs> videos have there been? post the original right mm-hmm. so i think that's a product of that as far as the shoe thing daniel's totally gonna just order because that kid josh is gonna get gonna get a lot of shoes too from daniel i'm sure yeah, he's just gonna, he also that has would a be the fair play. thing to do also, that'd be the yeah the loyal thing to do daniel got like modeling contracts and stuff and he <laughs> turned them down he turned them down because he wants to get a swim scholarship to college and he's he's only a freshman in high school he's right? 14 josh is a sophomore so 15 like, that's insane crazy these kids are young good for Ah, them though i I mean that's so crazy yeah there's been a couple so obviously the damn daniel thing and then recently the uh have you guys heard of the trap the trap cover hashtag on twitter of just people like covering popular songs like just in trap form so yeah i'll I'll play a clip of one of my favorite (laughs) ones too um so here's a trap cover of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scatter moves, scatter moves. Can you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Uh, you already know. Galileo, 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 Figaro, Magnifico. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I bring that up to say the damn Daniel, the trap cover. So the guy who did the the Bohemian Rhapsody version of Queen, like his, you know, he got like ten thousand followers in one day, damn. and like he had his favorite artist, exactly. <laughs> he had like his favorite artist, you know, retweet him. It's, it was just like overnight fame out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. that's the world we live in now. But then, just as quickly as they get all these things like in a month yep what's gonna be the next the next thing? one yep yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so Damn. let's go into a song <laughs> all <laughs> right right back we'll be right back on group chat group chat
Oxygen. So, again, if you haven't listened to the album, listen to it now. It's Twin really Center. Twin Center. Uh, been jamming out to it all week. That's it, guys. That's that's a show. Episode seven. Episode seven. So, as we do, Jack, what is this week's book club? So we're gonna switch it up from okay a film or documentary <gasps> and do an album instead. Switch up. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, cheek to cheek. Cheek to cheek, everyone. So, yeah, I'm excited for that because I actually haven't heard it yet. And I keep, like, you know, I'm, whenever I want to feel snobby and talk I'm more, I'm, whenever I'm talking about Lady, Lady Gaga, I'm like, well, she has that one album with Tony Bennett yeah. called Cheek to Cheek, and I haven't actually heard it. So, <laughs> can't wait. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Plug time? Plug time. Plug, plug. All right, uh, Kev, where can we find you? Same old Kev. Mm. On everything. Nice. You heard it, guys. Oh, you didn't? No, you didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, where can we find you? I am a G I N A T I O N D E T O N A T I O N. Imagination Detonation. On Instagram, in case you couldn't spell it. <laughs> Spelling me champion. ID plus NYC on Twitter. J1, where can we find you? You can find me at Juan Gonzalez27 on both Twitter and Instagram. Nice. And you can find me, uh, Softglass. That is my name. Nice. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Uh, at Softglass with one S on everything Instagram, Twitter, etc. Oh, and Snapchat. I've been Snapchatting. 
lately. What? So hit me up on Snapchat. Yes. I'm on Snapchat too. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. Anybody got a anybody got any quick shout outs? Kev? What? <laughs> uh shout out uh let's see. Shout out Dondre. Who's listening to the show? Yo, Dondre, yeah. and stealing our music taste. Shout out Josh. Shout out Josh. One fan who's watching the show every week. Shout out is Pedro. The one that watches it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Pedro. Shout Pedro. out Pedro. Shout out Pedro for Twitter interacting with us during the live. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out everyone who listens. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please send us questions. One, uh, two, three, four, group chat at gmail.com. Yes, please. If or just have, any thoughts, anything. Yeah. If you have any ideas for the book club, if you have any questions, if you have, you know, any special love letters for Jawan, anything, <laughs> anything at all. We know so Kev's, Kev's or hate working mail. out. Oh, hate mail. Please hate mail. send it our way. Yeah. We're, we're dying for haters at this point. Just, <laughs> just hit that us means, up. That means we'll hate. have made it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Dash Radio. Always. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you guys next week on Group Chat. Peace. Brown, brown, brown.